Welcome to An Evening with Spirit. I am your host, Reverend Anne Bouvier. I am excited to be with you tonight on this, the third of our weekly podcasts. Folks have sent me questions via email, and I have sat with those questions and connected with spirit loved ones on the other side. I will be sharing those messages with you shortly. If you would like to submit your questions for next week's podcast, please send them via email to connect at annebouvier.com. That is C-O-N-N-E-C-T at A-N-N-E-B-O-U-V-I-E-R dot com. Each episode will consist of readings as well as a general message for those listening. If you have questions concerning how spirit communication works or regarding other aspects of spirituality, please don't hesitate to contact me. You can also visit my website at annebouvier.com. Let's jump right into tonight's questions. Just remember, after these messages are shared, there will be a general message for listeners, so stay tuned. These readings are for entertainment purposes only. Today, all our questions come from CH, and they asked two questions. Well, one question was about two people that have transitioned into spirit, and then the other question wasn't really a question, just a basic, you know, wanting to check in with spirit and see how things are going, if there's anything that's being missed or any message that needs to come through, they were open for that. So that's great. That's always an option when submitting your questions. If you'd like to participate and don't have specific questions in mind, we can work with that too. I can tune into you and see who in spirit has messages for questions you may not think to ask. So keep that in mind if you're listening to, uh, you know, keep an open mind and uh, we can see, we can work with spirit and see what they feel we need to know. So thank you CH for submitting your questions and when I tune into you, I first spirit that came was a woman. She felt much like uh, an aunt or an auntie, depending on what your family may call that like grandparent generation of uh, aunt. And she, I want to say she was quite what we would consider youngish when she passed and she if you're trying to place her she she's someone you resemble at least physically I think personality wise um, there's a bit of a difference there but as far as physical resemblance she you and she uh, are along the same lines so with that said, she she came off very matter-of-fact, and while I was getting uh, that she was a kind person, 
she was also not the type to be known for her sense of humor necessarily. It, she seemed to strike me as a person with many layers, and I think the first layer you that people were often greeted with was a more business-like, you know, matter-of-fact type individual. So, with that said, she is around you a lot, and I think you know this. She likes what you are doing, and she is in with you when you're in your kitchen. I was almost getting the sense that sometimes, even though you're the only one in your kitchen, you feel as though it's crowded. <laughs> and I think that is mostly her doing. Um, she's very interested in what you are doing in the kitchen and is right there with you doing it as well. And, you know, she was even saying that sometimes she was kind of showing me that sometimes when you're in your kitchen, if you feel like you're arguing with yourself, you're really not. It's her that is there. And, um, you know, she, well, why don't you do it this way? Or have you tried it that way? And then, you know, you finally are like, no, I was going to do it this way. And so just keep that in mind that she's very opinionated and, um, wants to share her knowledge with you. So, uh, if, if ever your calm leaves you in your kitchen <laughs> and you're the only one there, um, she could be, she could be part of that. Her message for you was that she would really, she would really like you to be more accepting of the progress you make and maybe less critical of the progress you planned to make. Um, I think we can all understand that concept where we have a, we have a task at hand and we plan to get so far in that task in a given time and we sometimes don't reach our goal. She would like you to see and appreciate and give yourself credit for the progress that you make because she's saying that none of your progress is wasted and that it's all it, it all goes to help someone. And so keep that in mind and try not to be, you know, don't look at what is left to be done, but look at how far you have come or how much you have done. Because she's saying you really don't fully understand the impact you have on other people and the good work that you do. So while a finished product might not be what you would consider finished to someone else it's just the bomb so I am um, gonna leave that with you um, I you were open to whatever message might come through and I do feel as though you kind of know this already and I, I feel as though she is just kind of reminding you now as far as the actual first question you asked, because that was kind of the second. Um, as far as the two people you know who have transitioned over to spirit recently, they are two very different people. One is coming to terms 
with what has happened. You know, one is coming to terms with the fact that they did cross over. And that person is showing me themselves in kind of like a, a dark outline. I don't mean dark as in like shadowy. I just mean almost in like a black and white type sense. And I want to say that this person was the type who kind of had the attitude, well, it is what it is. And they kind of still have that attitude on the other side. So while they struggle a little with guilt over what happened, they are accepting of their circumstances, their surroundings, and their learning. They're, um, they're going to be just fine eventually. The one I am concerned with, there is there were two, as you mentioned, and the one I'm concerned with is one that's showing me themselves in more of a gray and white with movement. Um, this person was not as committed to crossing over as the other. And actually, I believe may have changed their mind at the last moment and so now they have a lot of confusion to work through and that's where they are now that doesn't mean that's where they will be but if there's any work or prayer or any other spiritual tool you might use to lend that person a bit of clarity on the other side, then go for it. Because this person will need some help. I do see they have a lot of loved ones in spirit who are trying to get through to them, but they're really not accepting their current situation. They really are having a hard time with the fact that they actually transitioned. So, with that said, again, I don't, with, with their loved ones in spirit, and with those that love them on this side of things, I am sure some acceptance and some progression will come. However, right now, they appear to be still quite confused and kind of almost in shock that they are on the other side. So that's why I say I don't think they were as... They have not come to terms with that before when they were living. I, I think they, like I said, either change, you know, try to change their mind or something at the last minute and that didn't work and they transitioned and now they're kind of in a state of disbelief. So once they get through that, then they can work with the other stuff, like the other, like the other friend, you know, they can kind of but they first have to accept where they are and then 
learn the lay of the land and then progress through all that other stuff. So, yeah. So, prayers of clarity, love, acceptance, and progression. That things will be alright, even on the other side. That just because we transition doesn't mean that all of those things we were working on suddenly stop. It just means we work on them in a different way or they take a different importance or hey you know those people that we really love that we never got a chance to see halfway around the world are now within our reach these are the kind of things that the second person needs to understand and accept before they can really progress on that side so CH I thank you participating in the podcast and I will leave that with you in love and light question submissions are due by midnight on Monday to be part of the following Wednesday's podcast for example our next podcast will be posted Wednesday July 5th so For your message to be included, it must reach me by midnight, July 3rd. Any questions received after Monday at midnight will carry over to the next week. Questions can be submitted via email to connect at annebouvier.com. I ask that if I know you or you want some anonymity, Either use an email I won't recognize or let me know an alias that I can refer to you with on the air. Thank you. When I connect with spirit, I first close my eyes and enter into a relaxed state. I then say a prayer asking for only the highest and best and most relevant messages to come through. Slowly I raise my vibration rate and a movie begins to play in my mind's eye. It's like remembering clips from your favorite film, only what is shown is different every time. The movie is highly interactive, filled with emotions and sensory experiences. For this week's listener's message, I asked Spirit for a general message for those who would listen to this podcast. And when I connected with my spirit guide, he wanted to, he wanted me to make clear and express to everyone listening that communication with spirit is available to everyone, that spirit communication is not a gift that was handed out to just a few. He, he kept saying, tell them all, give them the whole spiel. <laughs> and um, some of this, some of you may have heard me say in the past. So bear with me on that. But apparently there are people that may be listening who haven't heard this take on spirit communication. So I will share it. So for me, when I say I tuned in with my spirit guide, 
to ask for guidance. What does that look like? Well, first, as I stated, I enter into a relaxed state. Um, I sit comfortably. I take deep breaths. Um, there are a number of relaxation techniques out there, whether it's for meditation or yoga, whatever relaxation technique works for you, you just need to find one and, and stick with it. And that's just the first step. Then a number of, you know, and, and that was one of the things my spirit guide wanted me to concentrate on was reminding folks that you can connect with your spirit guide and that that is a really good first step to then connecting with loved ones in spirit or connecting with other people's loved ones in spirit because that spirit guide is just a little extra added insurance that you're not connecting with negative spirits or spirits that are jokesters or anything else that might reside on the other side of life. So get to know your spirit guide and work with them, develop a communication with them and focus there first before branching out. So for me, I have a number of visualizations that I use when connecting with my spirit guide. And I'm not sure when this, this exactly developed as a technique that I use. However, I've used it so long, I don't really question those kinds of things anymore. And for me, when I connect with my spirit guide, there is a white building that I see. It's, it's in a wooded area. There is grass, trees. It's summer all the time there. <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm not allergic to the sun and can enjoy it there. It's really quite a, a paradise. And when I approach this white building, it has some stone steps. And depending on my level of receptivity, I guess you could say, well, depend on sometimes how many steps there are. If I really need to connect with spirit and I'm really blocking that for some reason, there are more steps. <laughs> and with each step, I think of color. Um, sometimes I incorporate chakra colors into the steps. And it's just another layer of cleansing, of relaxation. Some people who work with white light bringing white light in to their, their sphere and then releasing any negative energy that could work. There are a number of different ways and you just need to find the one that works for you. I feel like this grove and this white building that I approach, which is stone on the outside, but marble on the inside, um, is like I said, I've been doing it for so long and, and this time there were just three steps and there was, there was, they were just granite steps. <laughs> Nothing, you know, I was, I clearly, I was a little, I knew this was happening and I think spirits getting used to this being a weekly thing. And that's another thing. Repetition, same place, same time, all of that sort of helps. 
so yeah three steps and when I put my hand on the doorknob and opened the door I said only my highest and best can enter here so I knew going in that I was in a safe place I had set the tone and the rules and that I would be talking with a guide and you can say, well, that's a really simple sentence to use. And indeed it is. However, it's not the complexity of the sentence as its meaning. If you truly believe only your highest and best can enter into a place, then that is the reality of the situation. And I've used that phrase enough with conviction, with intent, that sure enough, across from a square white marble table sat my spirit guide. Now, again, I've worked with him a great deal. So it and and a couple others, but he is the one that I know know to be my gatekeeper. He is the one that works with me on spirit communication. He's the one that stands at the gate and allow spirit through. So I was not surprised to see this particular spirit guide in this place. We greeted each other and I sat across from him and I said, you know, there will be people listening to my voice and what would you think would be their highest and best? What can we offer them? And he said, well, you know, listening to your voice is fine, but they can always listen to their own voice. And I said, yes, I am aware of that. And he said, so you need to tell them the spiel. Tell them about the muscle and this and that. And so what he means by that is I've often used the analogy that communicating with spirit is very much available to everyone to the fact to, to, to the point of which it's like, you know, we all have a bicep, you know, we all know where our bicep muscle is, right? Some of us out there have amazingly huge biceps with with incredible definition and can lift cars. Others of us have a very weak bicep that's barely noticeable and we're lucky if, you know, we can lift a laundry basket. So now it's the same muscle in both people. So why in one person is that muscle so highly defined? And in another person, that muscle is almost forgotten. And the reason is, you know, one person has taken time out of their daily life to focus on that muscle. You know, that person with that huge bicep probably, you know, goes to the gym and has a day attributed just to their arms, you know, and another day just to their legs and another day to their core and, and so on and so forth. Whereas the underdeveloped muscle in the other person is again, 
reflective of the time and energy put into that particular muscle. And we all have that bicep, but some of us have chosen to concentrate and develop it. And some of us have chosen not to. And I'm not here to put any judgment on either choice. I am just saying that that is very much like spirit communication. It's available to all of us. Some of us choose to develop it. Some of us choose not to. But no one should be seen as special for having it. It really is something given to everyone. So, you know, keep that in mind. And also while I was saying this, um, my spirit guide reminded me of a teacher I had many years ago, an analogy that he used. And he, he likened it to your big toe. And I remember being in class and all of us just looking at each other like, wow, this, this guy is strange. But then he explained himself and he said, well, he said, when you walked into this room, you had a big toe. But unless you had stubbed it or hurt it or injured it or <laughs> had some other sensation from it, you weren't thinking about it when you walked into this room. You brought it in this room with you, but you were not consciously aware of it at the time. And that was something that was true. You know, when you walk into a room, you're not, unless your shoes are too small, you're not really thinking, wow, I have a big toe. You're just sort of thinking, hey, I'm walking into a room. You, you might not be thinking of your toe at the time. So again, it's, it's that work. It's the work like a bodybuilder puts into their muscle or it's, and then it's that awareness, you know, and I think because it was an intro class, the instructor was really just trying to get us to be aware of that. Say here, none of the messages I relate to you are mine only. They are all messages that you are directly, ex have direct access to anytime you want. You just need to have the awareness and then develop it as you go along. And for me, when I find myself at different points in my life where I just am trying to figure things out and plan things to the letter and life comes in and things change and I need clarity, I can connect with spirit and oftentimes it's not really what I want to hear. <laughs> Sometimes it is not, you know, they can be very good at pointing out things you may be missing or things like that, but it may not be what I want to hear, but it, it's always what I need to hear at the time. And I am one of those, I can be a rather defiant individual at times. And there, you know, there have been things I... I haven't wanted to accept and I've brushed it off and gone about and sure enough it, it was spot on anyway so at least with your guides keep an open mind and go ahead and test them I mean they they're with you for a reason and you know you're a thinking individual 
a rational human being, perhaps even. So go ahead and, uh, you know, test them. Say, well, I don't know, you know, I can't really. And then see what happens, you know, and see, did things work out better the way you had planned? Or was their advice pretty good and maybe you should have taken it? <laughs> I can honestly say that for me, more often than not, it's the latter. So, you know, my life tends to go much more smoothly the more open to those in spirit whom have my highest and best in mind and I wish the same for you so I guess that's our homework right so yeah we've 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 kind of got this this trend now of weekly homework so go ahead this week and find a quiet place, relax, and try to tune in. Remember, ask for your highest and best. And yes, it's it's a visualization. So you can, maybe a white building in the middle of the woods is not where you want to meet your spirit guide. Maybe where you want to meet your spirit guide is on the beach or maybe it's on a mountaintop, or maybe it's, you know, in the Pleiades. Whatever works for you, just envision it. And when you pass through that threshold, when you open that door, remember, you only have time for your highest and best. There's absolutely no reason to deal with anything else. And with that in mind, you, you can't go wrong. So that is our homework. So, you know, try your visualization. Some people call it building a sanctuary. And, um, you know, you might try one thing and be like, that, that, that place didn't feel like how I wanted it to. And so you tweak it. You know, I have no idea in my mind where this white building came from. I grew up in the rural area most of my life and it's very rare to find a, <laughs> a white building in the middle of the woods um but alas that is where I talked to my spirit guides so I'm I'm sure there's some psychology along the spirituality behind that but okay so good luck with your homework and I would love to hear how you do for those of you who do try the, this homework experiment of meeting and, and talking with your spirit guide. You know, at first it might just be an impression. It might just be a color. It might be an actual figure with some information for you. I think a lot of you who are listening are way more tuned in than you give yourself credit for. So try it. And as long as it's for your highest and best, you won't have anything to worry about. So I would love to have you email me your experiences, or if you have questions about the process, or want to know something more in depth, just give me an email. Connect at anbouvier.com. Alrighty, thanks.
If you would like to submit your questions for next week's podcast, please send them via email. Each episode will consist of readings as well as a general message for those listening. The next podcast will be posted at 9 p.m. on July 5th. Thank you for listening. Thank you to CH who submitted questions. I would also like to thank all those who attended in spirit and had messages to give. From our loved ones to our spirit guides, a very blessed thank you to them. This has been Reverend Anne Bouvier's An Evening with Spirit. Join us next week for another episode. Till then, may your week be filled with happy blessings and abundant gratitude. Many thanks.